All right, I'm here with Matt Kwok from Mountaintop Games, and we're going to discuss his new game that he has on Kickstarter called The Primary. And how's it going, Matt? It's good. Thanks for having me. We talked about this this game on a, a previous podcast. I want you to talk a little bit about it and tell everybody what it is and how it works and a little bit of the details. Sure, sure. Um, so like the name uh, might suggest, it's an election-themed game where all the players are acting as candidates in a primary election. Um, And although it's a political or election-themed game, there's not really anything political about the gameplay or the experience. Um, You don't really need to know the hot topic, current events, or issues. You don't need to debate or negotiate with your opponents. Um, It's a little bit more centered around the campaign strategy and tactics that you might encounter during a primary election. I really enjoy the theme. It's it's nice to see some political themes that aren't, you know, divisive or controversial. Just, hey, this is what happens in a primary. Good, bad. Take it, leave it, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> One thing I really enjoy is the, the card selection. So how'd you decide on that mechanism to be the main mechanism in the game? Sure, sure. Um, so I actually started the design process uh, with an old roommate of mine, Justin Hertz, Um, And that was actually kind of his idea. Um, So the very first night that we were working on the game, you know, and I kind of came up or I had this idea for the primary election as a mechanic in a board game for a while. And it was kind of brewing for a little bit. And then I told him about it. And I was like, hey, you know, I think I could make a board game about this. What do you think? And we were, you know, kicking ideas around. And initially I wanted to do something more based on like action points where you could spend your points every round in a number of ways and the decisions would be more centered around how do I want to spend my limited action points Um, where, you know, it's it's pretty transparent with other players what you're doing and maybe you're taking turns or maybe you're using all your points at once. I don't know. Um, But he kind of took that idea and ran with it a little bit. And that, that very first night that we were working on the game, he's like, no, 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 you know, we should do cards and you're kind of hiding from your opponents how you're planning your campaign. You know, you're not telling your opponent, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go give a speech over here." You know, why don't you, you know, plan against what I'm doing? You want to hide your actions. So that's sort of what um, inspired the sort of the action programming with these cards and and planning out your strategy ahead of the round. That's interesting. Yeah. I- I was watching a little bit of the Kickstarter video, and I saw that. And once I saw that mechanism, I, w- I really wanted to know more about this game because I like that simultaneous selection kind of. And then you, you're kind of pre-programming your move, your turn, which is pretty neat. And I, yeah, it just piqued my interest for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very. Um, I, you know, I haven't played a ton of games where you you know you have the action uh, programming, but um, it's not the most harsh interpretation of it. You know. A lot of the cards have a little bit of flexibility built into them, so even if your plans kind of get ruined by somebody else's actions, you can still react to what they're doing and maybe travel somewhere different or decide to spend your advertising money in a different region. Yeah, that's nice. Some of those like harsh games can really uh, get to you <laughs> after a while, <laughs> so it's nice that this one's a little bit of has has some forgiveness in it. So you said you had an idea about an election game. So this was this the intended theme all along for this game? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely inspired by the past election cycle. And really the main premise 
or like concept behind the game came from the primary election process. And what I found most interesting about that was how each state votes at a different point in time, you know, as opposed to the general election where it's just one candidate versus the other, or maybe a third party. But in the, in the general election, you know, everyone votes on one day and by the end of the night, you know, more or less who won. Um, I just thought the primary election process is so much more interesting where each state is voting at a different point in time. And, you know, it takes uh, a process of weeks or whatever to, to understand who's winning and who's getting momentum and finally in the end who won. Um, so that was really the premise behind the mechanic and the theme. And you know, just over the course of the development, it really hasn't strayed from that. So did you think about having it more specific to certain political people or did you just want to go with the non-controversial theme all along? Yeah, I knew ahead of time that politics as a theme could be very divisive or, um, you know, like a love-hate thing that would just turn a number of people off right away. Um, so I, I figured you could go one of two ways and, and really go all out and make it very um, – politics heavy or try and keep it maybe a little bit more neutral and accessible. And that's the way that I wanted to go. Um, I didn't want to have references to like Democrats or Republicans or a green party or whatever. Um, I wanted people to be able to play with friends or family who have different political ideologies and, and not get into arguments and, and things like that. Um, so I just wanted to, to despite the theme still be very neutral um, and have as little, you know, actual politics involved. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, it still opens people up for discussion because it is, you know, a hot button topic. But I mean, I, I think the neutral theme was a little, probably a, a more welcoming for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, tr I tried to look on your company's Facebook page to see if you had any more games that you've done before this, and I don't know if I was very successful. So have you had have you done any other designs before this one? Um, so I haven't done anything else that's been published. Um, and actually, you know, before this game design, I only really tried out a few others that were, you know, pretty miserable, not very fun. Um, this one just kind of seemed to, to strike gold as far as, you know, getting lucky and having something that's that's fun to play and, and everything else. Um, so this is my first, you know, stab at a real board game design and self-publish and Kickstarter, you know, the, the whole shebang. You can't tell it's a first design because it looks polished and streamlined and amazing. So that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have any plans after the Kickstarter? We're going to say it's successful. it will successfully fund because you're pretty close. Do you have any plans after the Kickstarter funds to go to retail? Or are you going to do a second edition Kickstarter? Or how's all that going to work? Um, I don't have concrete plans. I haven't really thought about a second edition or a, another print run on Kickstarter. Um, you know, I, I've had a few local game stores here and there who are interested and, would, would, and a couple have backed the, the Kickstarter um, so hopefully, you know, enough people play it and, um, you know, say good things and enjoy it that there might be some more demand for retail, but I don't really have concrete plans or avenues for distribution and, and, and major, you know, retail. Um, you know, I, it's one of the things that I'll have to, you know, look at really closely, you know, hoping that it does fund is, you know, how many do I want to print? How much 
risk do I want to take on and hope that, you know, retailers will, will back or, you know, buy a few copies for me here and there. Um, but, you know, right now there's not a, a ton of concrete plans laid for that. Right. Yeah. It usually depends on, you know, how many you sell and how many backers back in and all that. I understand. I was just didn't know if you thought that far ahead or anything. I, uh, I've tried to reach out, but I don't have, um, you know, the, the best networking yet for distribution or retail. So, um, I, my guess is it'll be somewhat minimal. Right. Are you going to try to go to cons like Gen Con or Origins to try to make some of those networking connections to maybe assist in the retail piece? Uh, I don't have, again, <laughs> no concrete plans. Uh, definitely stuff locally. Um, probably Origins would be the most likely one for me. Um, you know, traveling, you know, I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, so getting out to California and stuff might not be as feasible. Um, I'd love to go. I've never been. Um, but yeah, definitely conventions would be a great way to just, you know, get more involved in the community, meet some people and, you know, hopefully make some of those connections. Yeah. I hope you do go to origins because that's my favorite convention and it's just right down the road for me in Columbus. So I could definitely check it out if you show up there. So I'll be looking for you. (laughs) Nice. That'd be awesome. Most designers have a designer or a game that got them into wanting to design a game. So do you have a specific designer or game or game mechanism that you really enjoyed that made you want to create your own game? Uh, so I, I have a favorite designer, and maybe it's a little bit more of recent. So I don't know if they specifically got me into design or just the fact that I like a lot of his designs. Uh, I could probably say two. I think um, I really like a lot of Uwe Rosenberg stuff. I've been on kind of like a worker placement kick a little bit recently here. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Jamie Stegmeier's stuff, you know, both his games and everything that he contributes to the industry. You know, he's been a, a huge resource through his blogs and everything else for, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've tried to do with my Kickstarter campaign and the game design and stuff. Um But honestly, you know, I've been playing kind of these hobby board games or more complex board games for only the past couple of years. And really the last year or a little bit longer have been looking at and working towards designing games. Um, So I wouldn't, I don't know if I could really attribute, you know, a lot of influence or inspiration to one particular designer or game, you know, just being so kind of new, at least relatively to the, the industry and the hobby. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Some people just are creative and just come up with ideas. I, but I didn't, you know, and but there are some people who, you know, I played the Stefan Feld game and this game's amazing and I wanted to make my own game because of it, you know. Sure, there's sure. that type of issue too. So I wasn't sure what route you took. So, um, and also along the lines of the designer, do you have a favorite game that you're currently playing right now? Uh, yeah. So going back, uh, <laughs> onto the Jamie Stegmeier train, I, I'm kind of a little late to the party, but lately I've been uh, a big fan of viticulture. Um, again, with the worker placement stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I just, you know, the theme is pretty fun and, and the gameplay and the mechanics and everything I just think are really cool. Um, so I've been, I've been into that one lately. Uh, I play a lot of two player games, uh, with my girlfriend. So we've been doing, um, uh, some of the Uve stuff. I really like the Caverna cave versus cave also. Yeah. I, I actually just joined the, um, Viticulture hype this year too. I hadn't played it until maybe January this year. And that is an amazing game. So I'm, I'm with you hundred percent there. Yeah. That's a really good <laughs> one. I like it. So now we're going to shift over into some rapid fire stuff. Just silly 
kind of give you a chance to say some things that you like. <laughs> sure. So first we have, do you like subs or do you like sandwiches? Subs, for sure. Blue or green? Blue. Paper clips or rubber bands? Oh, man. That one's tough. I'll say rubber bands. I use them to hold together uh, some of my games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably what most of us do. <laughs> um, Stefan Feld or Reiner Knizia? Uh, Reiner, yeah. <sighs> that's painful. <laughs> <laughs> Checks or debit cards? Um, it's probably not that controversial, but debit cards. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Um, do you like games with minis or wooden bits? I'm not the biggest minis fan. I don't know. I haven't gotten into them yet. So for now, wooden. Good answer. <laughs> water or juice? I'm trying to be healthier, so I'll say water, but I really, <laughs> I really mean juice. <laughs> All right. I like it. Snow or rain? Snow. Rock or country music? Rock, for sure. Alexander Hamilton or George Washington? George Washington. Yeah, since you had a political game, I had to throw a politic, some political people in there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Christmas or Thanksgiving? Ooh, uh, Christmas. Would you rather be a jeweler or a tailor? Hmm. Let's say tailor. Yeah, I think that would be more interesting. There's probably more money in jewelry, though. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm sticking with tailor. <laughs> all right, the the biggest question of them all. The primary or Fireball Island? <laughs> oh, man. I know this will uh, buck the popular opinion, but I'll say the primary. Um, you can probably find an old copy of Fireball Island somewhere. <laughs> That's true. I actually would. I actually prefer the primary as well. So, so <laughs> good answer. <laughs> All right. So one more time before we get off here, go ahead and Talk about the Kickstarter, how many days you have left, how much the price point is, and just a few more details that you may want people to know. Sure, sure. Um, so the day that we're recording this, there's a week left. So it ends on April 17th. Um, so getting into the home stretch here, it's 35 bucks for a copy of the primary. Um, shipping depends on where you live. Um, if you're in the U.S., that's $8. I do have local pickup in case you're you know, around Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, we also just added a new pledge. Um, people have been asking for different ways to get into the game. So you can become a, a journalist and have your name and your picture on the byline of a card as if you wrote um, the article for the news cards. And um, yeah, we're getting close to funding. It's like 75% or so. So um appreciate you checking it out if you have any interest i didn't yeah i guess i haven't looked at it for a bit to see the card about getting your name on it that's pretty neat yeah that was actually just uh an update from today it's been a little while back and forth um with the artists and the graphic designers trying to understand you know what they think would look best and trying to make a, a decent proposal to put out there to show backers um so for the last week uh there's a new pledge level that's cool. Yeah, we'll definitely. I'm definitely gonna go check that out again. I may want to get my name in that game. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> but yeah, we'll keep talking about it on the podcast. We'll keep promoting it on the channel, and we'll try to help you get this game funded because it's a game I'm really interested in. Kind of still want to back. I don't back a ton of Kickstarters just because I have kids and stuff. Sure, but sure. This is definitely one that I'm 
intrigued. We'll say that I'm intrigued at this one. So yeah, awesome. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate you know having me and you know all the the support and everything else. It's just great. All right. Well, thanks for taking some time out and talking to me. And I hope to see you at Origin so I can check out this game. Yeah. Thanks. Have a good night. And yeah, I hope to meet you there too. Ah!